Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Led. Today, we have a special guest, one of my faves, Jordan Sasser. Welcome, Jordan. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Nikki. So Jordan is a soul teacher graduate. She's also a soul mentor, and she's great at readings, but she also has like the special gift of connecting to animals, which we're going to talk about because it's kind of a funny story how it like was showing up when we were in class and um, where it has brought you to so I think that's one of the cutest and funniest things amongst all the other things that I love about you Jordan but that is something we'll definitely get into so welcome to the show thanks for being here with me thank you I'm excited to be here Jordan is a unique mentor in the sense that I think you still exist between worlds so you have a full-time job and you're also like a closeted you know, intuitive <laughs> and animal. Yeah, like one leader. foot in the real world, one foot in the woo-woo world right now. Exactly. Or really, maybe it's one foot in the fake world and one foot <laughs> in the real world, Jordan. You're right. You're right, actually. That's definitely a better way to put it. One foot in the matrix and one, <laughs> foot, one foot out. So I forgot what you do, HR? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HR work. So I'm, I'm trying to get both feet in the woo-woo world. I'm trying to get my other foot out of there. So yeah, yeah. We'll see how but, that goes. So since you did that work, um, how did you find this more metaphysical work and what, um, what brought you here? Man, it's been a long journey for me. I grew up in a religious household and from a young age, like I would say 11 or 12, I just was really questioning a lot of things. Things weren't resonating with me. Even at that young age, I could feel like in my body, like this isn't really my truth. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be something else out there. And so that's kind of when I started just searching for things that felt more like what I believed. Mm-hmm. And so I just started reading any books I could get my hands on. What really like spurred me on the spiritual path is kind of a funny story. And I'm going to age myself here. I remember coming home from school one day and my mom had the Montel Williams show on. Does anybody remember <laughs> Montel Williams? Yeah. <laughs> And he had a special guest on, and it was Sylvia Brown, the psychic. Oh, no way. Yeah. And before this, I'd never really, you know, known anything about psychics or gotten involved in any of that stuff. But she was on, and I was captivated. And she was talking about reincarnation. She was talking about how, like, on the other side, that's really where we have our real lives, so to speak, with, like, you know, things we're trying to accomplish, things we're trying to learn. and then. Earth is really just a school and we come here to like get more knowledge for like our soul growth. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind. This is what I feel like I've always thought, but nobody else in my world at the time, like agreed with that, you know, definitely not the church. So I was like, who is this lady? And I started reading all her stuff. So really Sylvia Brown was like my first foray. I read her books too in college. Yeah. I loved her. So I, I would always watch her when she was on Montel. I was just so amazed too by, you know, just how she could read people and read energy. And so, yeah, so it's been decades that I've been on like this spiritual journey. What if I found you and had a reading 
you. And how to be, okay. So yes. if I can go back a second, what religion were you raised in? So I grew up non-denominational Christian. Okay. And yeah. then, so when your mom had that show on, like, did she keep it on and she like let you watch it? Or do you think she was, oh, yeah. was she watching it? You know, that was kind of like her afternoon nap time. So she was probably like half asleep on the couch and I was the one. I like mom. I knew yeah. that. It was like a siesta. Yeah. But she's always actually been pretty open to spiritual stuff. And she um, actually, I think a lot of the women in my family have gifts that maybe they haven't developed or really want to like acknowledge, but they're there for sure. And my mom definitely does. So she's always been interested in it, even if maybe it didn't align with like the church beliefs. Um, I think she's a little more conflicted about like that than I am like with the religion and the spirituality, but she can't deny her own experiences. So of course it's made her more open to learning more about what might be going on. So, I mean, if she kept that on, she obviously (laughs) was like, okay with it. So that's so funny. Yeah. I remember in college. So for me, I went to Catholic school my whole life, graduated from high school, from a Catholic school, went to college and it was, it was not Catholic. So it was the first time that I could like start studying different things. And um, I had like lots of questions about Jesus. Like I was like, okay, who is this Jesus guy, whatever. And Sylvia Brown has some books on, I think it was Mary, maybe not Jesus, but I remember her, she wrote some about some of the, the like the Catholic, the Christian figures. And yeah, it was very did she? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. So I remember reading those two and that was like the weirdest book I could have possibly yeah. bought. Like I remember purchasing those books and being like, and this was not like before Amazon was like a thing. I'm sure Amazon existed, but I wasn't like ordering online so much. So I had to go to Barnes and Noble to buy the book, you know? And I was like, man, there was a time there that the Barnes and Noble guy was probably just, I felt like he knew so much about me than like, what is this friend. girl going? <laughs> yeah, what is this <laughs> What is this young girl going through that every week she shows up buying some other book in the new age, you know, department, whatever. So shout out to the Barnes Noble guys. Now it's just your Amazon account that just tells you like all these weird purchases. Oh like, well, if you liked this, maybe you would like life after death or things like I that. Know. Like ever since I started buying all these, you know, books on Amazon, like my recommendations list has gotten crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like they know too much about this. So anyways, yeah. that's another topic. Around the time that you found me and found, were you just looking for a reading? Like what, what do you think you were looking for? Well, what happened was I had been on a girl's trip and one of my girlfriends mentioned you and said she had gotten a reading with you and it was amazing. And it just kind of sparked my interest. So then I was like, low-key stalking you online, like looking at your website and like hemming and hawing. I was like, I don't know. I don't really know what I have questions about right now. I don't need a reading. I'll just keep this like in mind. And so I didn't get a reading probably for like another, it was probably another year before I actually booked something with you. And it was actually January of 2020. You were doing like a year ahead, like kind of a, what's oh, your 2020 going to look that like? That year ahead reading that like everything blew up afterwards. And I felt, yes. oh, never again will I do year ahead reading. <laughs> but I was like, oh, perfect time. You know, let me see what's going on for me. Because I definitely felt like I was searching. You know, I just was feeling stagnant, you know, in my job and kind of this life I had created. I was like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, things don't feel quite right. I need some insight. So. That's when I finally booked the reading with you. And then 
in doing that, I got on your mailing list. So I started seeing things about Soul Academy and like the different programs that were coming up. And so after like lockdown happened in March of 2020, I was like, well, I have the time now. If I wanted to take an online course, I can totally do that while I, you know, I'm working from home and all of that. So I signed up for Soul Leader and I was kind of like, what the heck am I doing? You know, who am I to think I can develop you know, my abilities and read energy, like really Jordan. But I was like, you know what? I want to do it. Shut up to the little voice in my head, you know? Jordan has a very loud little voice in her head. I feel like I'm in a relationship with both Jordan and the little (laughs) voice in her head. It's true, but I feel like that's relatable, right? Like I'm not the only person who has an extra loud mean girl in her head, right? (laughs) Of course not. Of course not. I think on the contrary, like I feel like yours is so honest and like it's it's so available to you so it's actually like easier to work with that voice than like other people's voice that like that's hidden yours is very, like it's it's like you're like a two-headed dragon jordan it's true oh my gosh <laughs> i thought that so many times but it definitely does make it easier for me to recognize when it's that ego voice yeah. versus my own intuition yes it i feel like you've done because even some of the girls that graduated with you a lot of them had the same voice, but they were so intertwined that they couldn't tell the difference. But you, we get to like call out that other voice of yours and like oh, yeah. be very aware of it. And like, we're not waiting for it to go away. It's just right. so nice that it's very, so I feel like we talk to you, Jordan, and then we also yeah. talk to the voice that is within Jordan. No, right. It makes me feel like I sound a little crazy. Like I'm like no. a double personality person. No, I think it's, I think it's <laughs> perfect. I think it's like, I think it's such an honest way of being. I love that about you. So sorry, your little voice was telling you that like, who are you? But you joined Soul Leader. Which I did it anyway. The self-study yes. version. What happened when you were studying? So that was going fine. You know, I was doing all the exercises. I met my spirit guides, which was cool. So I was definitely developing more of a relationship with my, you know, spiritual team, which I'd never really had before. I dabbled. I I had heard about spirit guides and I tried to connect, but never in the way that I learned in Soul Leader. So that really helped me just develop that relationship initially. But what really kind of got me more fast-tracked on actually developing my skills with reading energy was when the live practice circles started. And that was like later on, like I'd already finished the module, you know, my self-study module, but then an announcement was sent out about these practice circles. I was like, well, I've got to do that. And then from there, the opportunity to do soul teacher came up. So, and then my, you know, my little voice inside my head freaked out more than ever before. (laughs) I remember remember feeling like, I actually remember exactly where I was when I had that conversation with you. Cause I do these, those of you who like, have taken soul teacher or, or interested, like I do these 15 minute calls and I just kind of feel people out because I do like to pick like the right people for the group. So I make sure I like, I interview everybody, but also, you know, there to answer any questions, of course, for anybody who's interested. And I remember talking to Jordan and I knew right away, I was like, oh, Jordan's supposed to be here. But I feel, I remember feeling like I was like dragging you in, like you're the child that like I have to, today was my thir- three-year-old's first day of school. Um, oh, and no. he's, he's you're maybe your three-year-old. Yes, I'm comparing you to my three-year-old. He is my old, my youngest, so he's number three. So he just like runs shit, you know, like he doesn't, where the other ones were really timid and afraid. You know, you kind of just drop him off. He walks in, whatever. But 
then there's those kids that like are grabbing onto your leg and you have to like drag your leg into the classroom. That's kind of what Jordan was like, which was, I remember just being like, I would inch her over like every time I would talk to her, it was just like a little bit more of an inch, a final inch. And I, I feel it was like a team effort because Kat was very involved in like, she was very invested in you being in the program too. So. Really? I didn't know that actually. Yeah, because she felt, she was like, that Jordan. And I was like, yes, that Jordan. Like she needs to be in the class. That's so funny. And it's, it's funny because you're a sole mentor too, like, which is like, you know, you don't pick everybody to do a mentor, but it was just like, you were so meant to be there, but you yeah. were having a hard time like accepting that do you know why? Like what was for you? Maybe money or, you know, different things. Well, there wasn't any real reason other than all the fake reasons that little voice inside my head was. What were the fake reasons? Okay. So, well, I just want to go back to like what you were saying about like dragging me in because I was actually thinking about this the other day, kind of reflecting on this whole journey and like where I was a year ago to where I am now. And I was like, wow. And I was thinking about soul teacher and how scary it felt. And I just got this vision. It's like when you're a kid and you're standing at the edge of the deep end, you know, of the pool and you're like, Ooh, I don't know. It's going to be cold water. I might get up my nose, but I know it's going to be fun once I get in there, but I have to jump in and I don't want to do that part. And so it's just like, you just got to close your eyes and plug your nose and jump in. And I was like, for me, it was more like I closed my eyes and I plugged my nose. Like I knew I was going to jump in, but I'm still like standing there. And then like a spirit guide came along and like pushed me. (laughs) I just needed that extra. But I think the thing was, I knew intuitively, like you're saying you and Kat both knew I was supposed to be there. Like I did too, honestly, my true self, you know, deep down, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to do this. But the thing that was so scary about it and that made it like hard for me to argue with that little inner voice to like push through and do it was I also knew the reason I was supposed to be there was because it was going to transform everything. And the funny thing about that is I'd been praying for change, like for at least a year, I'd been like praying, praying, praying. I, I just want to kind of blow up this nice, but boring life that I've made for myself. I, something's not right. It's, doesn't feel aligned with what I really want for my life. I just prayed, prayed, prayed for change. And so here I'm presented with this opportunity that's like, I knew it was going to cause this change that I've been praying for. And it's like, here you go, Jordan, here's a gift. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to take it? And it was like, oh my gosh, now it's here in front of my face, what I've been asking for, but I'm so scared because it's unknown change. And I'm just such a type A personality. I want to control things. I want to know 10 steps ahead. I want to know where I'm going and why I'm doing things. So it's hard for me to just lean in and trust that I'm going to be taken care of. And so that was kind of the inner battle that was going on. And like knowing that I was supposed to do it, that it was the answer to a prayer, that it was going to bring great change, but being brave enough to like totally embrace it and just go for it. It makes it harder to do that when you have such a loud ego voice in your mind saying, well, who do you think you are that you could be successful at this, that you could read energy, that you could help people, that you could make a change in your life? Who are you to think that you belong in this group of powerful, amazing women who are doing big things? Maybe you should calm down a little bit. Like, who do you think you are? 
So that was kind of the biggest. I hate that voice. God. Yeah, she's a bitch, man. (laughs) You're so much powerful than that. It's so annoying. So, you know, it's hard to shut that out. And I think, I think a lot of people struggle with that, like kind of that voice of self-doubt, you know, that plants those seeds and to really dig deep and listen to my true self, which was like, no, I belong here. That was hard. And it, so it took time. And that's why I had that hesitancy with signing up. I was like fighting this inner battle. I knew I was going to do it in the end, but you know, it was like fighting that fight was kind of a struggle, but yeah, to like your question earlier too, like that voice was using all the reasons not to do it, you know, like, well, you know, it is an investment. Should you really be spending your money that way right now when it might not even amount to anything? Like, what are you going to do with this anyway? Are you really going to find it? Like other than the, it's so funny. Like, it's like, other than like, man, I just want to do something that feels fun for me or it feels yeah, good. that I'm interested in. It has to be like, no, it needs, like this investment must turn around to do something. Yeah. I hate that we do that, but we, we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I had to work really hard to be like, you know, you shut up. I'm going to do this anyway. And yeah, I did need a lot of like, that's like an initiation, I feel like too, because you know, the work that we do is all about intuition and self-trust. Mm-hmm. You teach it through spirit guides and reading energy and all those cool things. But that in itself was like a hurdle of trusting yourself, you know, like just the sign up mm-hmm. process was such an, like, you know, the beginning of this, this journey for yourself. So yes, yeah, that was like a big deal for you. To yeah. Be- when I, think back on it, I can totally see how that was a huge lesson that I needed to learn. Like my gut was telling me I was supposed to do this and I was supposed to be there. And in the end, I listened to it over that, you know, loud, loud voice trying to keep me in my comfort zone. And it's just shown me that good thing. I did listen to it because it was absolutely the right thing to do. And I can trust when I have those gut feelings and know that that's right. And you know, it's funny. I think I feel like no matter what stage you are in your life or how, how like strong you've gone with your intuition, your own self-trust, I feel like that voice is so um, innovative. Like I feel like it's very adaptive in a sense because it's almost like, look how loud it got. Like almost the closer you get to your truth in a yeah. weird way, a more innovative or louder, you know, it has like new tactics every single mm-hmm. time. So it's like almost like the closer you got to your light, like the louder it got, it was probably more insistent than like maybe if you were just trying to decide if you should get vanilla ice cream or the chocolate ice cream, you know what I mean? Like it's not, that yeah. voice is not, it's not as invested, but I feel like that fear voice gets very invested when you're about to go deeper into your truth and into your light. I, I experienced that actually like last week when I moved here to Asheville, I never looked back or doubted the move or anything like that. But like I was telling you off camera, a weird thing happened is I felt very disoriented, which obviously makes sense. Obviously, I don't know the streets. I don't, you know, don't know any of that stuff. But at the same time, like that ego voice, that that fearful voice, like took advantage of this moment in my life. And it was like, oh, let's not come as fear or come loud, but let's come as like disorientation. Like, oh, who are you? Or confusion. Like it almost like adapted to it wasn't fearful. Like, so I almost like didn't even notice it, but it was more like confusing is, is like, and that was like the way that it like slid into my life. And then like yesterday I was like, no, no, no. Like I, I did a whole ceremony to remove all of that from me because no matter what stage you're in, like that fearful voice 
shows up and it's almost like we need to learn. And that's what I love about you, Jordan. It's like, we need to learn and know that voice just as much as we know the intuitive voice. So I laugh with you that there's two versions of you, but I think that in a way it's kind of an intimacy with self that you have because we are ego and soul. I mean, it's part of the human experience. So to only know the soul is to then overlook the ego many times. And we, like I did last week, we can get trapped in like ego ways if we don't know it as well as we know our truth. So you're always such a good reminder to me of like remembering and knowing those truths. Mm-hmm. So I joke with you, but I <laughs> something that I love about you. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful I have put in the work to differentiate more because for the longest time in my life, I really did identify as that voice in my head was me. Like I believed that was me. That was my personality. I'm scared of everything. It's hard for me to be brave. Like, you know, I'm anxious. Like I identified as that voice. And so learning that that's not really me, that's my ego self who's trying to keep me safe, trying to keep me in my comfort zone, trying to protect really, that's a whole different aspect of me. And the true me is this deeper, wiser, calmer version that I can tune into when I'm able to quiet that busy mind chatter. Mm -hmm. And so learning to meditate helped me meet her, (laughs) the real me, you know, and realize, oh my gosh, that's, that's not who I am. That's just ego, fear, chatter. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing that helped me recently too was, I don't, do you know who Kyle Gray is? He's out of the UK. He's like, um, more of like an angel expert, but I saw a post by him like a couple months ago and he was talking about the ego and how, so often it's easy to view it kind of like as the enemy, like it's me against, I'm fighting against my ego, which I know I kind of used that verbiage earlier, but he was talking about embracing it more and seeing it as something that, that is trying to protect you and keep you from getting hurt. And it's trying to keep you safe. And so speaking to it in those moments, as if you like understand where it's coming from and kind of soothing it more, like, you know, I understand you're just trying to keep me safe and this seems scary, but we're going to be okay. And like kind of talking to it like that and making more kind of friends with it. I've been trying that. That's really helped me a lot too, because I was thinking it more as something I needed to like fight into submission Mm -hmm. and kind of treating it more as like the scared little kid helped me. Yeah. I love that. And definitely, I mean, it's kind of like bringing that compassion to fear-based things. So like, I mean, in Soul Teacher, we talk about like removing entities or beings Mm -hmm. or whatever. And you really have to like love the darkness into the light, basically. So it's the same idea. It's like, okay, we all have this part of ourselves that is maybe like the most human part of ourselves, right? It's even just like, it's that brain that's been with us for, you know, all these generations and it it has like old fearful hardware and we have to like love it enough to to bring it into the light and also not wait for it to go away imagine if you would have to, if you would keep waiting for that voice to go away you wouldn't do anything right like it's like we have to we becoming friends with it and being able to name it and love it and even have 
not only compassion, but like gratitude for it in many ways. And be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I see your purpose. That is the best way to work with it rather than waiting for it to just disappear. Right. Yeah. So I love that. That's one of my favorite things about you, Jordan, just so you know. (laughs) So Jordan, a funny thing happened when we were studying together. I feel like it was in the Akashic Records. I I feel like I kind of remember the moment that we realized Jordan was like, so, you know, we were doing a lot of exercises in Soul Teacher. We're connecting with a lot of different things, but I allow a lot of creative freedom because I trust that every soul in here is very old, probably older than me and many times has probably taught me before. So I leave a lot of creative space for whatever is like showing up for everyone. And we would laugh because Jordan was always seeing animals. Like that was just like, like everywhere we would go, we'd be like, okay guys, now travel here and visualize this. And it's like, here's another animal. And we were like, what is happening with Jordan? I hadn't, I hadn't experienced that yet in the group. I hadn't like really seen anybody that was like really highly connected to animals. So do you remember that process? Like kind of what was your process while you were going through it? Yeah. Well, I, I remember seeing having animals come up in all of our exercises, like as symbols to me. And so I was thinking, oh, well maybe, you know, that's just like spirit animals are a way that my guides are like sending messages to me. That's like a little language we have going on. So that's not weird. You know, I thought that was fine. And then I remember we had one class where we went to the Akashic records and you kind of, it, like you were saying, it was freestyle. Like we all kind of got to wander around the library. And then you would kind of ask each of us what we were doing, what we we're looking at. And so I had wandered over to this bookshelf and this one book was kind of calling to me. So I pulled it out and I remember looking at it and being like, what the heck is this? It was like just kind of a wild experience. And so I asked you about it and you were like, it looks like a book about animals, you know? And I thought in my mind, I was like, is it about like healing animals? Like, what is this? And so that's kind of where it like really became a big thing. Like you're supposed to be like working with animal energy. And from then on out, it just kind of kept building. Like I would just connect more and more with different animal energies, but I never thought it was leading to me actually being able to read like people's pets or past pets. (laughs) So the way it's all developed has been unexpected for sure. When you first found that while, while we were studying, were you interested in it or you're like, oh, this is a shitty, um, this is a shitty skill to have. <laughs> like, were you I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. It's like all of a sudden, like, like super, wait, every, every, all the yeah. events get their superpower. And Jordan's like, what the shit? I got because I didn't know where it was leading. So I was like, what is that even, what is that good for? You know, at the time I thought like, oh, is it just, I can gift people, you know, spirit animals. I was like, whatever. Now I got to memorize what all the spirit animals mean. And that's a lot of work. (laughs) And I was just like, ah, it was like, I was a little frustrated. (laughs) So yeah, it was funny. Well, you were studying crystals also at the time, or you had just- Of crystals. Yeah. Did you like decide to study animals or like anything that like started showing up? You know, I kind of just went with the flow. So before I'm trying to even remember how I read like my first 
actual animal because I, I'm still thinking that it was all related to spirit animals. I didn't think it meant like real. Can you explain what you feel a spirit animal is like, just so that people can, that are wondering about spirit animals. Okay. I guess to me, I feel like spirit animals are more of like symbol that carries certain energies. So like, for example, if I was reading someone's energy and I saw like an elephant in one of their chakras, to me, that could be like the spirit meaning of an elephant is a remover of obstacles. So there could be something in that chakra for them that means something about obstacles that are being moved from their path, things like that. And you, if you have an obstacle, you can call on elephant energy to help remove that. So it's just these different energies that carry certain properties that are related to the animal that kind of represents them. Yeah. And I think it's also, I mean, even like crystals are kind of like that too. I mean, I think so, or even like, um, sacred geometry, it's like that. It's like different symbols that hold a type of energy and either they show up around people sometimes when you're reading them in -hmm. different areas, or also like you can gift the energy of a spirit animal. So I remember when I was in my shaman studies and my shaman was, I guess we were like early on in the studies and she always felt, I was very offended by this, but she always felt that I was in a hurry. Like she was like, you know, you're always trying to move so fast and like you, you know, like you're just trying to move to the next stage really quickly and blah, blah, blah. So she's like, towards the end of one of our sessions, she was like, I'm going to gift you a spirit animal. Like I'm going to hand, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. And in my head, I'm thinking like lion or like elephant, like something like large and like move on out world. Like that's, (laughs) I was like, oh, for sure. She's going to gift me that. That's, you know, that's what I am. And she's like, I'm going to gift you a turtle. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) Take your turtle back. I do not want your turtle. And she explained to me that she was like gifting me a turtle. She's a super powerful um, shaman too. And like, I just, it was almost like anything she would give me, like, you know, sometimes I think some people are powerful, but sometimes also like you just connect to people. And I was just like, I connect to her very much. Like she just, she, she was medicine for me. So she gifted me a damn turtle. enough. Like it was the beginning of like me going slow and deep, which I hadn't experienced yet. Like I was, instead of going fast and like on the surface, I started going like slow and deep, which definitely was what I would needed. But it was really the beginning of that turtle energy. And I was super offended by it. So yeah, anyways, that's what you can use spirit animals for you guys. Right. And also they just, I find they show up a lot of, for energy workers. Also people who are like, who've been shamans in many lifetimes, they just work with, with the spirits of animals. I just think that sometimes, Jordan, the reason why people, if they find out that they have some spirit animal gifts, it's a little like, yeah. I, I think it's because in a way, animals sometimes feel so simple. They're not so complicated because they're not like as overly complicated as we are. So I think but simplicity, I feel like is like where it's at, at the end of the day. But I, I, I find that people that work with spirit animals are almost like, oh, well, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of simple. And it's like, yeah, but that's the point. Yeah. Um, that's why I love them too, because I just notice them just showing up in my everyday life. You know, I'll see a particular type of bird or, you know, I'll see 
an image of a certain animal. And I have this great spirit animal book. It's like an encyclopedia of spirit animals. And so whenever I see, you know, them, I, I'm like, oh, it's a sign. Let me go look this up. And then it always pertains to something that's going on in my life. And so I feel like they're just little winks, you know, from my guides and my team being like, hey, you know, we know what you're going through. Here's maybe some energy you can call on or like, so I use them that way too. Me too. I definitely pay attention to it when, and actually I have to, to look up cats because every time I've left like a place, a cat, like a cat showed up on my doorstep today. And, our, and then when we were going to our first meeting this morning with the builders, a cat was at the doorstep there. I was Ooh. like, okay, I forget what cat means. I have to look it up again, but I definitely pay attention. And actually there's a damn groundhog that <laughs> I've never seen a groundhog before. And there's one that lives like in my backyard in this rental that we're living in. And I saw it once. I was like, oh, cute. Like, I just thought, you know, it was cute to see a groundhog. But I promise you, every time I look outside, <laughs> damn backyard, it, that, and it, I've looked in different areas. It's not, I look in the front yard, the backyard, and that groundhog's there. So I had to look it up and it had something to do. It, it made sense at the time. I'm just forgetting, but it was like mm-hmm. that I'm kind of missing the picture that there's something a little deeper, like you're just not hitting it. Mm-hmm. And I was like working on something, reworking something like in my lifestyle and in my business or whatever. So I, I definitely pay attention when like an animal pops up or when it pops up in a dream, they, they are the holder. They, they share a lot of messages. So now moving from spirit animals, then you started to read animals. I think, cause we pushed you to like our group, yes. was, like, our group was like, Jordan, like read some animals for us. Like, so how did, like, how did you feel about that? And what happened there? Yeah, because I remember being stuck on the spirit animal thing. And then it was like a couple classes later when we were talking as a group, it was coming up again. And I remember you suggested like you should just try reading an animal the way we read each other in class, you know, read their energy, see what happens. And so I remember just talking, talking to some of the girls after that. And like, I guess I'm just going to practice it and try it. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but why not? Like, let's see if I get anything. I didn't really believe that I was going to connect and get anything. I thought it was going to be crickets. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> but, because spirit guides are not crazy, but reading, <laughs> I always, I always find it funny. All of us have like our thresholds with the metaphysicals. Like it's like, well, I'll do this, but this is nuts. And it's like all of yeah, it is nuts guys, like all of I it know. outside of our comfort zone. So the fact that like, we're like, oh, I'll do a human, but not an animal. It's like, <laughs> I know like that's too far. <laughs> right. Cross the line, Jordan. <laughs> So I remember I practiced like, you know, on my own pets and then on like my sister's dog, I did a little practicing and I felt like I was getting stuff, but you know, I was still like, I don't know, I could just be making all this up, whatever. So I asked, um, some of my, you know, classmates, you know, Hey, if anybody wants to volunteer their pet, I'm trying to practice this. I'd love to, you know, do a practice reading. And so a lot of them were enthusiastic. I had this whole like list, (laughs) waiting list of pets. And I was just amazed, you know, I was like, well, here goes nothing, you know, shot in the dark. I'm just going to say what I got. And if it's crazy, it's crazy. It's just practice. You know, they're my friends, so it's okay. And they're not going to think I'm crazy. (laughs) Um, But I still thought like, watch, they're going to tell me like, none of this makes any sense, you know, but like everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is spot on. And it was really specific stuff too. Like I remember one of the girls had a puppy. And when I was connecting with the puppy, I was seeing him like licking what looked like milk, like out of a saucer, like a cat would, you know, but on the kitchen floor. And I was like, that's weird. And then my stomach started to hurt. And I was like, Oh, no dairy, like dairy is bad. 
So when I gave her the reading, I was like, I told her exactly what I saw. And I was like, so I don't know if he like, if he actually likes milk or what, but like, don't feed him cheese, like as a snack or like no dairy. And she was like, oh my gosh, that actually happened. Like yogurt got spilled, like white yogurt got spilled on the floor. He licked it all up and then he like puked everywhere. Oh my gosh. Was that I was like, okay, I can't make this up. Like, there's no way I would have just randomly, like, it's crazy. There was like instance after instance of specific stuff like that. And I just couldn't deny that I was actually like connecting. No, and that's the best. Was that Ruhina's puppy? I remember her like being so stressed out about her new puppy. <sighs> no, hers was funny, but that was um, Emily's puppy. Oh, Emily's puppy. I think it's actually her sister's, but. Oh my gosh, how funny is that? Yeah, when you get those confirmations, it's the best. And so one of my teachers reads animals too. And I just thought it was like, well, I don't really care what my animal <laughs> like, is going through. That's cold, um, Yeah. <laughs> you don't care. I didn't. I didn't. And I just thought like, where's the value in that? Like, read me, like, don't read the animal. But definitely I feel bad, but like my last dog who was like my dog from when I was single and, you know, and, and she came into like, she went through all the stages with me and then she mm-hmm. passed. I always laughed at like, after my third child, she was like, fuck this. I'm out. Like I signed up to be like your dog, just me and you. And all of a sudden you brought three kids and a husband. And like, this is crazy. Well, so it was like her job was done. Yeah. Her job was done. She was like ready. And I knew she was going to go at like when the, she kind of had made that very clear. I had always, I was very in touch with her. So I guess I was probably always reading her. I just didn't know I was, but then it really wasn't until I got deeper into this work that I was like, oh my gosh, like these pets are such messengers um, and they have so much information for us. They're so like the way that I raised my dog, she was very bratty and like very like attached. Codependent. Yeah, very codependent. <laughs> and it was actually such a message of like how I raised anybody who was around me, whether it was like a client or, or my kids or my husband, like I was creating that. She was just more vocal about it. And she was more obvious about it because she would make all these noises. She would follow me everywhere. She wanted to sit on my lap, all this stuff. And it was like very, very obvious because she could be that close to me because she's a puppy. I'm well, not a puppy, but a small dog. But anyways, there's so much messaging there. But if I would have known to read her better, I probably would have, you yeah. know, crossed over. I would have had better relationships for sure. Um, so then now that we have a lot of animals and my kids have wanted to learn to read them. So I've been like teaching them how to read oh, the animals. Cool. So why do you find like animal reads um, beneficial? Like, do you find, have you seen anybody have an animal read and be like, oh my gosh, that was so helpful. Like, why is that so helpful to people? Well, I would say a couple different things. One I had recently, it was so helpful because the dog has actually been really ill, mm. like in and out of the ER and stuff like that. And so to have the animal read for her was just comforting and made her like feel better about what was going on and the dog's purpose in her life, like brought like a lot of reassurance and comfort. So I think that's a big reason. It's actually sometimes more for the person than it is for the animal. But in other instances too, like it's been helpful with um, just little adjustments that will give the animal a better quality of life. Like if there's an issue going on with food or like cats that isn't drinking enough water and it turns out they just need like a fountain because they're bored <laughs> with the still water. So then you like help. Oh my dog really has that problem. Is that a thing? There's like, yeah, fountains? yeah, there's pet fountains. Shut up. My dog needs that because yeah. she loves to drink 
from the toilet or from muddy water outside because it's like she's bored by her water bowl. Yes. Yeah. Fountain. Pet fountain. Yeah, get that. Pet fountain. <laughs> and yeah, unless serious cases where there's not like a health issue or something like that, but you could prevent a potential like health issue and just make sure your pet's as comfortable as possible. So that can be really helpful. And then also there are the deeper pet connections. So what I'll say is like, I've seen pets who are, I don't want to say just pets, but you know, they are animal souls, but I've also seen ones where they're actually a soul that has incarnated with that person as another person at different times, or there's like a deeper soul level connection there. And they're not, you know, always a dog or always a cat, you know, sometimes they're people and they've had lives with you. And so there's just a deeper, usually in those connections, there's a deeper reason why they're here with you mm-hmm. in this life as an animal. And so it can just be really like illuminating sometimes to find out what that reason is. And a lot of times the person kind of already has an inkling that there's some deeper connection there. And there's a reason why they're in your life at this time, but you kind of don't really know what it is, that can be really helpful too. Like I had one a couple weeks ago where the dog had actually passed away, but she wanted to know, you know, why were they in my life and why for such a short time and why did they go the way they did? And it was for a really specific like soul lesson that they had agreed upon, you know, and made a soul contract about. And it was a lesson that she needed to learn to kind of move forward on her path in her life. So like there's bigger, more like important stuff too that can be shared through an animal reading other than just like, oh, you know, I prefer a different type of litter or whatever, you know. <laughs> this 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 um, bed you've got in me sucks. Yeah. That's like yeah, my, yeah. my dog. She eats all the beds that we buy her. And then every night she like bed hops and I'm like, mom. <laughs> It's like every night she sleeps with a different person. I'm like, that can't be comfortable, Molly. Like, can't you just sleep in your own bed? But no, she doesn't like a bed. And then she sleeps with everybody in the family. Right in the love around. Yeah. <laughs> loving on everybody. So Jordan, you know that we have a bunch of animals. So yes. we have Molly, who is our, she's a little staffy bull and she's our actual like main pet. And it's, it's really funny to watch her interact with the other animals because there's definitely jealousy. She reminds me of, she's like, I'm not a human, but I'm not a farm animal. Like, so she's always, (laughs) her identity, like she is an only child. So her identity is always like confused because she's not one of the farm animals. She's not part of that pact. But then she's also not a human, even though she thinks she's like one of our kids also. So she's always like stuck in the middle. And I feel like that has brought her so much grief, like (laughs) stuck in the middle because she's always, either she wants to sleep in a human's bed or we save scraps for our little pig, Lulu who everybody Mm -hmm. loves Lulu when they see her on Instagram. She's really cute. But we keep all our leftover scraps for Lulu. And Molly, I feel like she definitely knows that we do this. Like, I feel like she knows she sees the little container. She sees us bring it to Lulu and she gets very upset. She's like, you know, why does this pig pig get leftovers? I'm like, I don't. So lately she's been eating from Molly, our dog, has been eating through the garbage because I think, I truly think she's like jealous of... Lulu, but I try to tell her, I'm like, listen, I'm, it's for your own good. Like this food is not good for you. The pig has a totally different stomach. Like that pig is like meant for scraps. Like we're just, and we're just giving her like uh, mainly like fruit scraps too, like from our juicing and things like that. Yeah. 
anyways, so we have Molly, we have Lulu, we have a few chickens, but I feel like the chickens are like anonymous. We don't, we don't name yeah. our, they just give us eggs. Um, I haven't tried to read a chicken yet. So. <laughs> I don't think there's too much in chickens. I don't I, think there's much going on. I don't, no, I, don't, I don't think so at all. I feel like chickens are like, I feel like, you know how like um, they say like when souls are practicing like human life and energy life, you know, yeah. they'll start with something small, like an insect or whatever. Like I feel like bird, uh, chickens, at least they're at that Maybe. level of the insect. Souls. <laughs> yes. Only a small percentage of your energy goes into it. That's I, yeah. I feel like. And then we have our goats who are like people. We have, we have five of them. So we recently moved them from our little Miami farm to a much bigger space. They're living in a barn right now, like little apartments because we have to keep them safe because we don't know what's like, we know there's coyotes in the areas and snakes and all those kind of things. So right now we have to like keep them in these little apartments, but they're definitely missing like that grassy area, but they're doing okay. I think they're, they're doing okay. But anyways, hearing about my any animals, did any of them stick out to you? Well, talking about Molly so much, she stuck out. And then I like Lulu too. I'm a fan. So yes. I didn't really feel um, anything from the goats other than when you mentioned like in the barn um, to keep them safe. It does look like they get scared of the sounds at night when it's dark. I think so. And so I think maybe that's the coyotes. They're kind of freaked out. I think so too. So we heard that donkeys are like good protectors. Like you're supposed to have a donkey in your barn. Oh, so okay. uh, I didn't know this, but anyways, I, I told my husband, like, I really feel like we need a donkey because there, the, there's a mama goat who protects the rest of the herd. And I feel like it's too much work to like give, like, I feel like she's probably stressed out because there's like no protector for her. So I'm like telling my husband, I'm like, I know we got a lot on our plate, but we really need a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> what life am I living? I'm like, just moved from Miami and now- You're going like, to get one. I already see him there. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> things on my to-do list, get a donkey. <laughs> That'll, that will help. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stressed out about those like coyotes and shit too at night, but yeah. you know, they're creepy sounding like in the dark at night. Like yeah. I know my family, we went on vacation in Arizona like a couple months ago and we were out on the deck and it was pitch dark out and it's just forest around. And all of a sudden like crazy, like coyote pack went off howling. Like you could tell they like we're got fighting. a hunt or something like Ooh, and, yeah. And it was just like a frenzy. It was scary. And we were, you know, safe in the house, but it was still scary for what us. What did they sound like? Like dogs? Kind of like really like rabid dogs. Yeah. Oh, shoot. See, yeah. something about the country. We're, we're in 24 acres. So they, they're definitely there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got to learn more about these coyotes. Molly. <laughs> Molly. Anything you think I can do to make her feel, she, it's like almost like she never feels loved enough. Like, <laughs> she's so needy. She's very needy. Do you feed her any treats that look like, you know, dog beef jerky? You know, like dog treats that look like it's, jerky. She gets no treats and it's funny. Our, oh. Yeah. Our, our, <laughs> my vet was telling me the other day, so what treats? I'm like, she, she, yeah, that's my question. What treats, Nikki? Oh, she only gets like, Breakfast and dinner. That's it. No, she needs she needs treats. She needs. That's well, why it, she's desperately searching through the trash because she's like, if you don't give me treats, I'll give my own treats. How many treats do you give a dog? It should tell you on the package. Okay. Well, it's funny. We took her. We were walking around the the town the other day, and at the ice cream shop, this woman stepped out of the ice cream shop because she thought Molly was so cute, and she's like, 
she started giving Molly treats. She's like, do you mind if I give her treats? And I'm like, She's like I want to go home with this lady now. <laughs> this came out of the ice cream shop to give Molly treats. And we ended up buying her. It's funny you say that. We ended up buying her like a bag of treats, but we never gave her treats again. We only gave oh her- Oh my gosh, you guys, this is your problem. No wonder she doesn't feel loved enough. Okay, so we got to give her treats. treats. And she's like, nothing? <laughs> give her treats for Molly. Yeah. This is important information. She also- <laughs> Molly has brought a lot of healing to our family. A lot of like 2020 was a big family healing year for us. And um, Molly came into our life just a few months before all of that, which was really interesting. So I feel like Molly has, brings energy for the family for sure. Yeah. Where did you guys get her from? Georgia. Like from a, a shelter or from a... From a breeder. We, but Benny um, said that we saved her. My husband says that we saved her because she was actually meant to breed, like she was actually meant to like give birth to a bunch of puppies over and over again. And, you know, the breeder like just was, Benny was like, I, Benny was like, I know you, you want to like keep her, but like, let me take her. So I always say that like, Benny always says that like we saved her. Yeah. She's super grateful. I think this is also like what you said about bringing healing. This is why she bed hops. Like at night, she, like when she hops around at night with whoever she's with, she kind of helps clear their energy from the day. Like that makes so much sense. Excess energy. Mm-hmm. And she'll take that on and kind of transmute, transmute it. Animals are so good at that. Mm, that makes a lot of sense to me because she wanted to sleep. The other day she, she never sleeps with us, with me and my husband, but she slept with us and it was a hard night for me. Okay. Yeah. Like she senses what's going on with all of you guys, like energetically. And she tries to like help by like taking excess or like unneeded or negative or whatever, just energy that is like not helping. And she like takes that on and dumps it, mm. and transmutes it. She's really obsessed with me, Jordan, which is funny. Cause like, it's like, I do not have time for her. Obviously like I'm the mom. I have so many things going on, but like she follows me everywhere. So maybe, mm. maybe, um, maybe I need the healing. <laughs> yeah. You just got, you got so much energy going on all the time. Like just, she's she's like, what's going on with this lady? <laughs> she needs my help. She needs my help, this lady. <laughs> I give you super appreciation for Molly. Yeah. She's like, she's like working for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like she's more of a purpose than yeah. That us kind of thinking like, oh, Ma, like we're doing her a favor. Like it's kind of important to look that she's doing us a favor too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love yeah. that. He's sweet. What's your process for, I mean, I know right now we're just like kind of free connecting. Do you read a dog? Do you meditate before? Are you reading chakras? Like, have you ever tried to go? I wonder, I mean, you could go into the Akashic records for these souls, I would imagine. Yeah. So far I haven't been doing that because right now I'm just doing like mini readings. So they're just like, um, a quick meditation, like 10 to 15 minutes. And then I just give like a sum up of what I got. So I haven't been doing um, a deep dive, but I'm thinking of developing a new offering that is more of like a Akashic records and chakra reading. Like a past life kind of like, almost like with the person and the animal. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about that, but right now I just do a general meditation where I just look at the energy as a whole. Okay. Um, And and that's been working really great, <laughs> but I, yeah. I mean, I'm exploring. it's just minutes, honestly, that you 
you didn't say like, it's not like you gave me all this information because obviously you didn't meditate or I didn't ask you in advance, yeah. but like, that was very healing for me. I was like, I know exactly oh. what I do with Molly. Like, I feel like I can, I feel like I can connect to her in a different way that yeah. I haven't been able to. So, and yeah. I have a deeper like appreciation for her because when we have so much going on, it's like hard to kind of see her. Pl- and that's probably why she, I always say like, Molly doesn't know her place in this family. Like she always feels like she doesn't know her place, but it's like, because we haven't seen her place in the family almost. Yeah. Way. So you're giving me a lot. So that's super cool. So you guys, um, Jordan does clarity readings under our brand as a soul mentor. So if you want to do, I mean, it's an hour, so she'll do like a general reading for you, but maybe if you come specifically with some animal questions, Jordan is definitely your girl. I feel like Jordan does, I mean, you're just generally very intuitive. I think that also like purpose stuff is great for you too with Jordan. Like she's just so talented at that work. And it's just, this is your your special um, superpower that I love, but I know that sometimes you're probably like, why do I have this superpower? But I'm sure with time, (laughs) with time. It will become clear at some point, right? You should start gifting people spirit animals too. I think we should gift all listeners today a spirit animal. What animal should we give? What animal have have you been like? What I'm feeling that just seems, I don't know needed right now is the hummingbird which is all about like lightness and finding joy in every day and the small things and that's just like the first thing that popped up in my mind and actually came up earlier when we were talking about spirit animals so i am feeling very called to like gift a hummingbird to everyone oh thank you that's funny (laughs) i've been having i didn't see it in animals but yesterday i had the same feeling i was like i feel like there's another wave of like healing and awakening that's happening that it's a little like deeper it almost feels like a 2020 but like point two yes. <laughs> yes exactly some weird and it's probably because of the second wave too that we're having of this COVID shit and there's a deeper healing like almost like a darker type healing but I think there's a way to do this healing with joy and with like mm-hmm. positivity and a lightness yeah. Um, so the hummingbird feels so perfect for that. So thank you for gifting us that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show and talking all things animal with me and giving me, you know, Molly therapy. My um, pleasure. I, I usually kick her out of the room when I'm recording because she makes a lot of noise. So, but I'll, I'll go give her some love after this and a treat. Yes. And a treat. And just so you know, Lulu popped in to say she really likes her new digs. <laughs> <laughs> And Lulu definitely wants her own Instagram. I mean, yes, she does. Like Lulu, we always joke that Lulu's like a diva that she wants to like. So pigs are really cute because they always look like they're in high heels. If you've ever seen a pig, <laughs> um, their little feet look like high heels. They look like they're up on a heel, but it's just the way they're little. I don't know what the ho. I don't know if they call them hoves. I'm not sure. But anyway, I think so. Yeah, and we've always joked that we're gonna paint them red. And that like she would love them because she yeah, she does seem like a glam diva. Such a diva. She's she's <laughs> a star. Every time she's on my Instagram, people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so connected to Lulu. And I'm like, yeah, because she's a star. Yeah. I feel like she has Leo energy. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know when she was born, but I'll probably during it's a Leo. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or she's she's been like a star in her past life. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, oh, Jordan, well, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing your process with us, doing the fun animal things, but even like that ego voice and all that, that was so helpful. And I just love that you're in this world and thank you for 
being a mentor and and mentoring so many of us and just being you. So I love you very much. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm so happy that I got to do this. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much. 